Hey, everybody. I'm Dan Davidson. And I'm Bill Smith, and it's time for the news from treknews.net. Spinning the Alpha Quadrant. Did you forget how it goes? You took a really low pause there. For all the news on all the Star Treks, yo. It's treknews.net. What? <laughs> what the online at treknews.net? What was that? I don't know. I have no idea. I got to try to spin it up every once in a while, and I just didn't spin it right. You, you sounded at first like you forgot how the tune went, and then you sounded like you were trying to do Aaron Neville doing <laughs> the treknews.net thing. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that for Christmas. I don't I know. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> well, welcome everyone to the news from treknews.net, the oldest brand new Star Trek news podcast from Trek Geeks for the week of December 10th. 2020. First up, Dan, of course, this year we've been celebrating Voyager 25, and that's kind of winding down right now, but that doesn't mean that the celebration is slowing down at all. No, not at all. As a matter of fact, we're celebrating it on this week's Trek Geeks episode. Um, as we discussed several times on the podcast, we feel that Voyager kind of got the short end of the pain stick with this pandemic hitting right at the beginning of this very special Voyager 25 year. Uh, but one thing that is still in the works and has recently picked up again on production is the Voyager documentary. So filmmakers David Zapone and uh, Joe Acornbrolt recently were guests on Trek Movie Shuttle Pod to talk about the current state of the film. And while the pandemic has certainly slowed things down, they are still actively working on it. Originally, they were going to be following the cast on the Star Trek cruise, and then in Germany, then to England, and then in uh, an STLV out in Las Vegas this past summer. Uh, but as we know, most of these conventions were canceled, so they did have the full seven days with the cast on the cruise, which is uh, which is a good thing. Now, while there's no timetable for the release of this documentary, the creators did hint that this would not be like the recent DS9 documentary, What We Left Behind. Cornbrolt noted that they're uh, that they are two very distinct and different series with different casts, so that alone makes it a different project. Uh, one thing that may be the same, though, Bill, is here it comes. HD footage, baby. Is that is that a is that a lock or is that just something they're talking about? Uh, they said May. May was highlighted in the article and on the podcast, so I'm hoping. I'm sure they'll. Nice. I'm sure they'll crowdfund that. I'm sure, and I'm sure I will put my hard-earned Quatloos down for it, because the HD footage in the DS9 doc was pretty fantastic. I'm sorry, wait, hard-earned? Are you alleging that you work hard? Wow, that's cool. <laughs> uh, I put up with you, so that's going to be working the hardest of all. Cheers. That is the weakest. Uh, you, you try to come back with these great things, and they, I never said I was they're strong. terrible. Uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, yet we digress, yes. as I've stated so many times before. Dan, <laughs> it looks like Eagle Moss's Hero Collector Division has finally released its brand new subscription. And, well, this one is a little different. A little different. It really is. Uh, this uh, is one that we mentioned actually a couple of years ago when the concept was announced. And now it's finally available. Hero Collector is doing a subscription-based build-it-yourself model. But don't worry, they're sending you all the pieces and all the detailed instructions. So even Bill could do it. Um, it's a 27-inch model of the Enterprise D from Star Trek The Next Generation. And it's described as, quote, an exacting replica 
of the iconic starship, and the model replicates every last detail of the USS Enterprise-D, from its phaser strips and RCS thrusters to the captain's yacht, end quote. Now, the D also has working internal lights that match the original studio model, illuminating the ship's windows, engines, navigation lights, and main deflector. Plus, it has separate power sources for the star drive and saucer sections to keep both lit. Now, in this description, you're going to get the first two boxes of parts for only $4.95 with free shipping, and then the remaining 118 boxes will ship for a month for $12.90 plus $2.45 shipping. Now, if you do the math, let me do the math here. That means that this Enterprise D model will cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of $1,800, and it'll take two and a half years to complete. But you can actually pause or cancel your subscription at any time. So you could basically have like the Enterprise from one of the episodes where it kind of blows up and is half an engine's falling off. I don't know. Now, what I wish they had done, Bill, was the math of all of what this would cost so that the total would be 1701 d for dollars. But that's just me. Uh, and I want to point out that I should have said that it, it's twelve ninety plus two forty five for each box that you yes. receive. Yes, absolutely. That's how you yeah. get to the eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, that I enjoy being married. <laughs> so I don't know that I, I as much as I want this thing, mm. I don't know that I'm going to be able to take a flyer on it because um, it, it's it is expensive. It's expensive, and I got to say, I love the Enterprise D. I love Star Trek The Next Generation. But if I'm going to spend my money on a ship like this where I'm going to put it together, it's going to be the Defiant or it's going to be the TOS Enterprise. So if Eagle Moss wants to start working on those and let me know, then they might have my signature on the check. Well, I think that's going to be based on the, the success of this particular exactly. program. Now, I, I do want to point out, so I mean, Dan Curry, legendary VFX producer for Star Trek, mm-hmm. worked on Next Gen, worked on Voyager and Deep Space Nine and Enterprise. So the guy's got cred. He actually uh, said that the model is such good quality that they could have used it for some of the shots they created for Next Gen. That's awesome. Nowadays, visual effects are mostly done with CG. This reminds me of the incredible models we used to work with for traditional effects, which were built by Master Craftsman, and that's part of the Hero Collector press release. Um, I can believe that it's great. The photos are amazing. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I, they are trying to make it affordable, you know, at a low cost compared to their, their mini starships, their small starships, it's on par with that cost-wise per month. It is. Um, But when I look at 1800 bucks for the finished model and it's not going to be finished for two and a half years, I I have, as much as I really want to do it, I have a hard time wanting to do it. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dan, up next, you and I had the honor of speaking with Star Trek Lower Decks creator and showrunner Mike McMahon a few months ago. And now it appears he's going to be doing lots of stuff for CBS for the foreseeable future. Uh, yeah, he sure will. And what a great discussion we had with him, Bill. His love of Star Trek was very apparent. And season one of Lower Decks was such a huge success. Both you and I just loved it so much. Um, he's, it was so great that uh, recently Mike inked a two-year deal with CBS. Now, under this deal, the studio has the exclusive rights to produce all television content created and developed by Mike McMahon. Alec Botnick, Senior Vice President of Comedy Development and Head of Animation for CBS Studios, said, quote, We feel so fortunate that Mike chose to partner with us for this next stage of his career. He is a true savant whose passion for and knowledge of animation is inspirational. 
being able to be part of his journey and helping him realize the stories he wants to tell and how he wants to tell them is the reason many of us got into this business, end quote. Now, that's pretty high praise. McMahon himself was also very pleased with the deal, and he stated in his unique way, quote, I'm so excited to continue my television journey with my friends at CBS. I've always wanted to be allies with a corporation whose logo is a giant unblinking eye. I think we'll be able to make some truly weird stuff together, end quote. I love that guy. He's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not surprised that that's his statement. Um, And I have to believe that CBS actually got a kick out of that. Um, Because I know I sure did. Yeah. um, Mike is such a a great positive force. You know, uh, he clearly knows his Star Trek based on season one of Lower Decks. Mm -hmm. I have every confidence that season two, which is now deep into production, is going to be just as good, if not even better. And uh, the best of success to him is he creates more stuff. I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Dan, also we wanted to, you know, look ahead to the future. You know, when this pandemic is not causing so many things in our life to be put on hold, and creation entertainment is making it a lot easier to look towards that brighter future. Yes, they are. Uh, Creation has announced that they have already signed more than 85 guests to be part of the Star Trek Las Vegas replacement event called the 55-Year Mission Tour. The convention will take place next summer at the Rio from August 11th through the 15th, and the list of attendees is pretty sweet so far. Now, some of the Star Trek alum that will be at the convention include Sonequa Martin-Green, David Ajala, Anthony Rapp, Mary Wiseman, and Wilson Cruz from Discovery. Issa Briones, Jonathan Del Arco, Michelle Hurd from Picard, uh, Rebecca Romaine for the upcoming Strange New Worlds, plus already signed is William Shatner, Jonathan Frakes, Jerry Ryan. I, I mean, the, the list goes on and on, man. So check it out at treknews.net and creationent.com. And I got to say that no matter what it's called, returning to the desert to spend time with our Star Trek family is something that I am very much looking forward to, and I'm sure you are as well. We have fielded a lot of questions, you and I, mm-hmm. as Trek Geeks, on whether we will be there in August. Yes. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to be there. Yes. Unless the pandemic has continued to spiral out of control, I will be there as well. I have every confidence that with the vaccine starting to roll mm-hmm. out, life will look a lot different nine months from now. I agree. Um, and uh, of course that presumes, you know, that, that, uh, I've been vaccinated by then and I'm fairly certain I will be, mm-hmm. but, uh, if we're talking about a bright future, I'm going to plant my flag today and say, uh, I'm planning on going, you know, Fansets is going to be there. Trek Geeks is planning on being there. So it's going to be the biggest party. That means Fan Geeks party, baby. That means Fan (laughs) Geeks party. And we're going to have to do it twice as big because we had to skip a year. That's true. I'm up for the challenge. Oh, well then, challenge issued. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Consider it uh, part of your next review. Thank uh, you. For Coconut Media Works. Uh-oh. And uh, and Dan, finally here on the news from treknews.net, we have a story on treknews.net itself. Treknews.net, like twice within like five words is always cool. Uh, yeah, we love treknews.net. Brian and his entire team are awesome. And we love the relationship that Trek Geeks has with them. And now we're proud to tell everyone that the treknews.net website has finally gone through an amazing redesign, which, as they said in their announcement on Twitter, quote, makes our content cleaner, more immersive, and more impactful. Plus, they've even added a dark mode, my friend. So if you're uh, slinking through the internets at night and looking at your Trek Star Trek news on treknews.net, you won't wake up the missus. 
Oh, that's the concern. I'm asleep well before she is. That's I don't think we'll have too. to worry about that. But um, in Vegas, I won't have to worry about the blinding light from your iPad. <laughs> that is true. Or the sounds or my laughter watching, you know, or watching sports and my cheering because we know that doesn't go too well. Yeah, it really doesn't. So okay. yeah, check out the brand new look for uh, for treknews.net. Clearly they have been the premier Star Trek news site since 2011. We are proud to to be friends and partners with them in all things Star Trek. Um, good people doing good stuff and uh, we look forward to even more from them in the coming year, Dan. And that does it for the news from treknews.net. Speaking of treknews.net, Remember, for all the news on all the Star Trek CEO, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. Have a great week, everyone. Live long and prosper. Coconut. Go.